You're listening to the Play Big Brand Bold Podcast, Episode 3. Welcome to the Play Big Brand Bold Podcast, inspiring you to play a bigger game in your business, brand bolder and stand out from the crowd. Brought to you by The Connection Exchange. Hey, hey, I'm back. Welcome to episode two. So today we're talking about five key reasons you're not marketing yourself. Can you feel it? It's real and I know a lot of people struggle with this. So I'm Suzanne Chadwick. I work with women in business to help you nail your business strategy, core message and brand so that you love what you're putting out to market so much you can't help but market yourself and your business with excitement, joy, and confidence. So not marketing yourself, to me, feels a little counterproductive if you wanna build your business, wouldn't you agree? So I recently asked a question in the Epic Women in Business Facebook group and on Instagram. You can check me out at Connection Exchange. And the question was, what is the number one reason you're not marketing yourself? So before we get into some of these answers, I want to give you a little bit of background on this topic and where I'm coming from. So I mainly work with women in business and I am just going to call it out. I think us ladies have a lot of stuff going on and I'm doing stuff in inverted commas. (laughs) We've got imposter syndrome, confidence issues, money blocks, selling paralysis, and the list goes on. And I have to be honest, I've asked men if they suffer from any of these types of thoughts and I usually get a pretty blank stare coming my way. So if you're a bloke listening to this and you have to break through your mindset issues every now and again, I would love to hear your thoughts. I've had a lot of experience talking about this subject over the last couple of years as a business coach and somebody who focuses on business and brand strategy, so a very structured approach to putting your business and brand out to market, I had no idea about the extent of mindset issues that really do hold women back. Now, don't get me wrong, it's not that I've not had to deal with any of these or that I'm perfect, but I do have a little tactic for how I do it, and I'll share it with you before the end of this podcast episode, so make sure you stick around. I'm even going to give you an awesome downloadable to help you get more confident when it comes to your business, so hopefully that sounds good. So if you followed me prior to the podcast, you'll know that when I was building my online course, Play Big Brand Bold, yes, same name, I interviewed over 50 women who I spoke to one-on-one for over 40 minutes to around an hour. That's the recruiter, the old recruiter coming out in me about the things that really hold them back. So those conversations are a lot more than 50 now because I've spoken to women at breakfasts and dinners and events that we've held. But if I'm honest, the same things keep coming up again and again. And I do think that whether you're a new or a seasoned business owner, there is always something. No matter what stage of business you're at, there is always a next level that you can be playing at. And usually 
there needs to be a conscious decision or assessment as to where you are now and where you want to be in the next 12 months to know what that looks like, that step up looks like. So I look at people like Amy Porterfield, who I love. If you haven't checked out her podcast, make sure you do. And she was recently talking about the fact that doing Facebook Live has been really hard for her. And I think her sharing those types of things is really important for the rest of us, minions, (laughs) to hear and understand because... When you see people who are really successful dealing with these sorts of things that they have to sort of break through, then, you know, you kind of feel like you're not the only one. Also, I was really, really lucky to meet Pat Flynn recently at an event in Melbourne where he was sharing that he really didn't want to sell from stage. He found it really uncomfortable until he worked out his own way of doing it that felt right for him. But obviously it was a mindset shift also. So maybe blokes do have some of these thoughts. My point is people who are big in this space, doing big things with big audiences also have bits and pieces in their business that they're uncomfortable with and that they're working on themselves as well. So none of us get off scot-free when it comes to breaking through our confidence barriers. Point of the story, you're not alone. So let's dive into these five key reasons that so many people aren't marketing themselves. And I hear these just about every day from clients in my community. So I don't feel like they're going to be things that you haven't heard of before, or maybe it's something that you're experiencing as well. So the number one reason why you're not marketing yourself. What will others say when I put myself and my business out there? So many people responded to the the question with this answer. So what are people going to say? They'll think I'm full of myself. They'll think, who does she think she is? They'll probably talk about me to other people. They'll be watching and waiting for me to fail. I'll get criticized if I make a mistake. And the list went on. It's totally normal to worry about these things. We're human and acceptance and belonging are part of how we survive. It's all about community, isn't it? And wanting people to believe what we believe, accept what we say and love what we say as well. We want people to see what we're doing and think, wow. But when you're starting out and you're still figuring things out, then the likelihood is that you're comparing yourself with people who have probably been in the market and doing what they're doing for much longer than you have been and thinking that you're just not there yet. So maybe you're thinking you're not as polished, you're not as clear, things don't look or sound the way that you want them to. But there are two questions I usually ask my clients when we talk about this particular topic. The first one is, does the opinion of the people who you think are going to be saying something actually matter? I'm going to be honest, majority of the time, the people who love you and support you want to see you be successful. The people who are not particularly nice, I'm guessing are not your BFFs or your best friends forever. So you have to decide if their opinions are worth you not getting more business because you're more worried about what they're going to say rather than focusing on the people you really want to attract and engage with. Now, a little bit of a caveat. If the people who aren't being very nice are people who are close to you, then there are a couple of things that you can do. And this is never a great situation, but we have to deal with a lot of different things in our lives that we don't love. 
So if these are people that are close to you, if they aren't taking your work seriously, then you need to have a chat with them. So my business, The Connection Exchange, ran an event at the beginning of this year called The She Economy. And this was actually a question that came up from the floor uh, the evening that we had this panel discussion. So somebody asked, my husband doesn't take what I do seriously. How do I handle that? And my response at the time was, it's up to you to sit down and say, I need you to support me. This is really important to me. It makes me happy. And even though you may not understand it, if you love me, then you'll get on board and be supportive. These are not easy conversations, but they have to happen. The other thing you need to realize is that your partner and your bestie at this point in time may not be 100% interested or understand what you're doing to the same extent that you are interested and passionate about it. Shock horror. And that's when you need to find your new biz besties, hashtag biz besties. So people who get what you're going through, get what you're about and want to be there to support you. So when you build that tribe around you, you'll see your confidence lift and those people who you were worried about, they just won't matter anymore. The second thing, how bad do you want this business? So if what people say is enough to stop you doing what you really want to, then you need to dig a little deeper and decide what you're willing to do. Because at the end of the day, they may not be saying anything. Usually this is us projecting into a future that hasn't happened and may never happen. So when somebody says to me, I'm really worried about what people are going to say, I'm worried that they're not going to be nice, that they're going to think that you know, I'm not great at what I do. And then I ask them, has anybody ever said that to you? And the answer nine times out of 10 is no. We do project worst case scenario. We assume what people are going to think. We assume what people are going to say. And most of the time that actually doesn't happen. Like I said, most people in our lives want to see us be successful and they're happy to support us. So try not to project fake or assumptions that people are not going to be happy for you. The number two reason that you're not marketing yourself, money or time. So when I asked this question, money and time were one of the top answers. The interesting thing is, is that when somebody said the reason they're not marketing themselves is because of money, and I suggested that there was a lot of free options these days like Facebook Live, YouTube, Instagram, and all the rest, the next response was, well then I wouldn't really have time to do all of that. I did love one person's response, which was time to do it all, but that's just an excuse. So at least she was being honest. At the end of the day, we focus on what's important to us. What we value and what works for us in our business is what we're gonna do. So for me, referrals are mainly how I get a lot of my business, but being present, visible, sharing content, images, stories is how people discover me a lot of the time. I just don't think money is an excuse anymore. 10 or 20 years ago, maybe, but with all the free tools today, it's really about which one works for you and how will you use them. So when it comes to time, then once again, how you structure your day and how you decide what it is that you do and where your time is best spent is going to be something you need to focus on. 
I outsource some of the marketing elements in my business, but saying that I also do a lot of it myself because I want my business to continue to grow and I know that marketing myself is critical to that success. So if this is one of your reasons, then you need to start to look at where you're spending your time and if what you're already doing is giving you the results that you want. If it is, then fantastic, keep doing what you're doing. But if you're not getting the reach, the business, the clients that you want, then you need to make a decision to make time to market yourself in a way that feels right for you. It's always about testing things out and seeing what works and what doesn't because what works for me may not work for you. I used to be a video girl and I still do love video, but podcasting feels easier to me and something that I can do every week without having to get lights, camera, makeup and everything else sorted. So when it comes to marketing, work out what you think is going to be the path of least resistance. What is something that you enjoy doing that you know you'll be able to continue doing? And you might try different things out. So you might try video, obviously lots of images on different platforms. If podcasting is something you want to give a go, then try that as well. When I was starting this podcast, I just did a couple of audios for my subscribers and I was kind of getting a feel for it. But now I love it. I listen to podcasts all the time. So I'm really excited to dive in. So I think you've just got to try and see what works for you. And I feel like podcasting has such an international audience and it's free that it's definitely worth trying out. So reason number three that you're not marketing yourself and this one is a big one. It's the big M. It's mindset. So the main reason that people called out when I asked this question was confidence and self-doubt, imposter syndrome, fear of failure and self-talk. Now, we don't want this episode to go all day, so I'm just going to skim across some of these as they are all big and hairy and difficult things to deal with and they all take time. But I do want to talk about a few things that can help. So when it comes to confidence and self-doubt, one of the questions I asked when I was doing my Play Big Brand Bold interviews was, if you're not playing a big game in your business, do you think that it's a lack of confidence So lack of skill or experience, or is it self-esteem that you don't actually feel worthy of the success that you're going after? So this question was a really interesting one. A lot of people said self-esteem, things that they have been told as children, holding onto something somebody once said to them, always seeing a pattern of themselves, not wanting to be seen, And I know that this can be a really hard one, but it's a question that you have to ask yourself if you know full well that you're not putting yourself out there fully. What is it that is holding you back? And is there something that you can do to obviously break through that? Imposter syndrome, is that you're scared you'll be found out. And even people with 20 years experience in their field can feel this. So really taking a look at what your experience is, what you've got to offer, what your successes have been, what your clients have said about you, always going back to these things. If imposter syndrome is something that you struggle with, 
is always a really great anchor point because it's reality. It's what you've done before. You know that you can do it again. You know what people have said. So really trust in that. The next one was the fear of failure. So I love when Brene Brown says in her TED talk entitled Listening to Shame, and I'll link it up in the show notes, that TED is a failure conference. Everybody who has spoken at TED has failed. It's how we get to the good stuff. It's through failing and tweaking and fixing and evolving and trying again. You will fail. If you're not aware of that, I'm, I'm going to burst your little bubble here and I'm going to let you know that at some point, if you haven't already, you will fail. But it's how we deal with the failure that makes all the difference. It's how we frame it in our own minds as well. I've put products out to market that have failed. I know why they failed, but they failed nonetheless. And I learned along the way. So it's going to happen. The next one was self-talk. Now, this is a big one. This stuff will change your life. The only thing I'm going to say about self-talk in this episode, and one day when I get Brene Brown on my podcast, because you got to dream big, (laughs) we'll dive into these topics more. But I want you to imagine, just for a moment, if you obsessed and congratulated yourself about all the great things you've done as much as you down-talk, and have a go at yourself for all the little insignificant things that don't go quite your way. Yeah? Imagine if you obsessed over the positive things as much as you obsess over the negative things. Imagine where your self-talk would be. So imagine if every morning you woke up and said, today is going to be great. I feel refreshed. I'm going to do the big thing and it doesn't matter the outcome because I'm going to give it a go. I am doing a great job. (laughs) I'm doing my best instead of when we wake up and we say, I feel so tired. Look at my wrinkles. I feel fat. I don't know why I'm bothering. This probably won't work anyway. And everything else we say to ourselves. Imagine if you shifted that inner voice to be the most supportive person on your team. I just want you to imagine that for a second. And this is one of my big tips. So I really want you to listen up. Yeah, this has been probably one of the biggest shifts for me in my business that really helps me market myself, put myself out there, talk about what I do and love it. I have made my inner voice my cheerleader. She says to me in the morning, come on, Suze, let's go for a walk. You'll feel so much better. Let's sit down and nail this podcast episode. You've got this. Look at that wrinkle. Feel blessed that you have the privilege of another year. It's not all the time. I'm just letting you know. But thinking about how you shift that voice is what makes all the difference. And Treating your inner voice as your cheerleader that is part of your team will change the game for you. If you had that cheerleader in front of you every morning going, hey, awesome job, well done, look at you go, how fantastic is that? Imagine what that would do for your day. Imagine how you would 
bust through procrastination. Imagine how you would feel after you have a small success and you actually celebrate it. It is time to turn your mindset and your inner voice into your greatest asset and your biggest cheerleader. I'd love to know your thoughts on that. So let's move on to reason number four that you're not marketing yourself was lack of clarity. So people were writing, I'm not sure what to talk about. I'm not sure what my audience wants. I'm not sure how to talk about what I do. And I find it hard to promote me. This one is one of the easier ones to deal with. With clarity comes action. So when you know what your core message is, what you're here to do, what your client issues are, what can help them, then how you market yourself, what you share and how you share it all becomes so much easier. I'm not sure what to talk about is the first one. So what is the process that your clients need to go through in order to go from A, being their problem to be the solution you have for them. Break it down and share it bit by bit. I call these breadcrumbs. How, what are the breadcrumbs that you're giving your clients to get them moving? And that's what you can talk about. The next one was, I'm not sure what my audience want. So the solution is I am the biggest pollster. I poll my community all the time. I love asking questions. And the great thing is, is that people love giving their opinions and sharing their personal thoughts on a topic, especially if all they have to do is click a button. So if you've got like a poll on a Facebook group and you want to ask a question like I did, then definitely pop it in there, see what comes back, and then you'll be able to see what your audience wants. The next one was, I'm not sure how to talk about what I do. And as they always say, talk about the transformation, not the transaction. So we get stuck because we focus on the how of what we do instead of the why it matters. The next one was, I find it hard to promote me. When you get clear on your message and you can see the impact it has and the benefits, then you'll learn to love to share that message. I have an online course called Play Big Brand Bold. My podcast is Play Big Brand Bold. It's my philosophy. It's what I'm passionate about. I'm not promoting me. I'm promoting the idea, those lessons, that philosophy, because I know my clients love it and I know that it works. It's all about how you make a decision and a choice every day to play a bigger game. And it's how you create a brand message, look and feel that you love so much, you cannot help but share. That is my philosophy. And so being able to talk about it passionately and with purpose means that I take myself out of the equation because the message is bigger than me. So think about how you can look at what your message is and how you can make it bigger than yourself. And then you will never worry about how you promote you specifically again. And the last one, reason number five that you're not marketing yourself was knowledge and skills. So a few people said, I don't know where to start. I'm not sure which bits to focus on. So once again, this is an easy fix. There are so many blog posts, videos, downloadables, podcasts on marketing that it's just taking some time to do the research or spend some time with a marketing expert to work this out. So learning how to market yourself 
and your business, I think is kind of a 101 skill. So it's super important that you spend time learning this skill so that it can carry you through your business. Marketing is one of the most important things. So finding a way that you can market yourself in a way that really resonates for you, feels easy and in a way that you love is going to mean that it's never something that you really struggle with. So those are the five key reasons many people aren't marketing themselves. Did any of those surprise you or did you feel like you could have told me that before we started. So some are harder than others, but they are all things that can be fixed, worked on and changed. It's really up to us what we choose to do. It's a choice every day, like I said, to play a bigger game, get uncomfortable and do the things that we really want to. And one of our course members once said, and I talk about this all the time because it just Uh, resonated with me so much and I loved it was that her desire to succeed was greater than her fear of failure so the question is how bad do you want it what are you willing to do to make it happen and at the end of the day the choice is yours so thanks so much for being here I do value your time and I love the fact that you've decided to come along and have a listen and connect Now, don't forget to head over to the website and download your freebie to make sure you can continue to get more confident in your business and in everything that you're doing. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, then I'd love you to share it, leave a review and sign up for updates at theconnectionexchange.com so you don't miss an episode. You can also follow me on Instagram at Connection Exchange or on Facebook at Suzanne Chadwick TCX. And I hope to catch you again next week.